Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Late Night Vision Show. This is episode 179. We're excited to bring it to you. Thank you for joining us again. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, uh, any of the sharing uh, audio-only versions, po- uh, apps, whatever, uh, thank you all for joining us this evening, uh, this morning, whenever you're listening, on the go or at home. We're going to get right into a good show. we got a lot of hog and coyote talk. We're going to be talking about uh, monoculars, but before that, we're going to bring in Mr. Jason Robertson, the owner of Outdoor Legacy. What's going on, bud? Man, just a another uh, another week, another good episode. Excited to talk about some of this stuff. Yeah. You know, we've been doing uh, some kind of sub- suggestions on, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago we did the uh, best suggestions we've got for hog hunting setups and coyote setups right. uh, for the different scopes for fall, uh, winter 2021. And we've got really good feedback on that. Uh, I think we got another good show this week, and I'm excited about it. Yeah, yeah. So we did best. Uh, we in the last few weeks we've done the best uh, night vision and thermal scope for hog hunters, and same thing for coyote hunters. So we're going to be following that up today uh, with best monoculars. Now this is something Jason, you and I get calls on a bunch. Is uh, talking about monoculars. There's a lot of different questions as it pertains to monoculars, but you know what's more important having a a better quality monocular or having a better quality scope? Is it important to, to have a, a, you know, a thermal monocular before you get a thermal scope? You know, somebody that's just wanting to break into it and, you know, they're trying to decide, do I spend all my money on a monocular or do I get a thermal scope or just run a thermal monocular and have a night vision scope? So, you know, I would say thermal monoculars is one of those things too, where the choices have just grown exponentially over the last year or two with, with the amount of choices and options. And we're going to be doing a complete rundown and we're going to break it down by category. Now we know, uh, not every choice is black and white when it comes to choosing the optic with that's best for your application. So there's going to be several monoculars that can kind of, uh, go in either category, whether it being, uh, you know, primarily for hog hunting or primarily for coyote hunting, there's going to be some mix over, uh, for, for those of you that, uh, are just primarily wanting it for coyote hunting or people like me that do both. So first thing we're going to jump into are thermal monoculars for, uh, you know, basically for multiple ap- applications with hog and coyote hunters, what might be good for both. Uh, so I know Jason, you're going to run that down. I'll be talking about the, uh, the monoculars that are geared more specifically just, just for hog hunters <laughs> primarily, or it could be just for coyote hunters. So I know there's a there's a long list we're going to go through. We'll be talking a little bit about some of these too. Yeah, there is. And so this list I want to talk about here real quick. Um, I, you know, down here below, like this is going to be what we're going to say will work for both hog and coyotes. What I don't want you to do is here when we get down to the list and say, okay, these work best for just hogs, not yeah. really coyotes. And, you know, these work best for coyotes, not really hogs. I don't want you to think that those are our top picks, meaning mm-hmm. that's, that's the ones you got to pick if you're looking for a hog. I'm just saying, no, they'll work for hog hunters, probably not work much at all for coyote hunters. Right. Honestly, looking at this list, um, you know, probably the ones that works for hogs and coyotes are going to be some of the most popular. There's going to be a couple exceptions right. there I'm looking at. But, you know, this, this list of uh, what we think will do for both. And let me say, we're basing this basically loosely on magnification. Yeah. And uh, the, the only time we're going to deviate from that is when it comes to just 
you know, image quality and your ability, uh, you know, how far you can see and identify. So our right. feeling is, and again, this is, this is loose. I'm not saying this is a written in stone sort of thing, but just for average hog hunters, average coyote hunters. You know, I talked to a, a guy today who was from Pennsylvania telling me that they hunt, you know, very close quarters. They hunt coyotes, but the fields are very small. Rarely can they even see 200 yards where he's at. You know, it's a lot of 40, 50, 75, 100 yard stuff. Well, he doesn't fit our average coyote hunter. Right. Okay. So uh, we just want to be clear. We're, we're broad brush painting and we're putting 80, 90% of the people into a category, you know, hog and coyote hunter. So that's kind of how we're doing it. So, with so that, hey, before, yeah, yeah, before you get in that, I want to mention two things and I forgot to mention the open and I want to mention it cause it's a lot of work as the executive producer uh, and you being the boss telling me what I need to do. But uh, I, now for all of you that are watching on YouTube, um, there are quick links to the different segments of this video in the description of this video. Uh, if you want to go and, and kind of fast forward to, to uh, whatever segment might be important to you, you can drop down in the description and find those quick links. Also, if you're interested in purchasing any night vision or thermal optic, give us a call 877-350-1818. You can call me, talk to me personally. You can talk to Jason, uh, or you can always find this stuff on outdoorlegacygear.com. Sorry, Jason, go ahead. Hey, that's a lot of work putting in those quick links and you know, going to, finding out the different segments that people want to jump to, but it is in the description. If you want to fast forward, if you're a hog hunter and you say, I don't care about listening to stuff about hog hunting, or if you're a coyote hunter, you don't want to listen to stuff about hog hunting. You can jump forward to the different um, part of the show, but we want you to listen to the whole thing. So that, yeah, we want you to listen to the whole thing, but if you don't want to, there's that. And Hans had to slip in, you know, a commercial break there while we're at it. So awesome. All right. So here's our kids got to get shoes. That's gotta, kids. Gotta kids baby kids needs shoes. a new pair of shoes. So <laughs> we're we're looking at this and we're saying basically that mostly it needs to be a two power base magnification uh, up to a three power base magnification to go both hog and coyote. The exception to go below a two power. Um, is when we get into some of these higher end 640 units. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got enough magnification, I'm sorry, enough resolution that you can magnify them and still keep a good image quality. So yeah. we're going to kind of go over that. We're going to say hog only is mostly going to be your below, uh, you know, two power. And then coyote only is going to be uh, anything over three power. So that's where we're kind of getting this. And I'm going to go ahead and, and mention this because it will get asked. There's going to be some guys that say, hey, wait a minute. Where's the night vision monoculars? I don't really want to spend thermal money for monoculars, but I want a handheld. What are my options? I'm going to shoot you straight, guys. Honestly, there's not a lot of options anymore. A night right. vision handheld monoculars were fairly common uh, back in the day. Back, oh gosh, I don't know. Uh Six, seven, eight years ago, there was a lot more options before thermal was more popular. Those units weren't necessarily cheap, though. I mean, a lot of times yeah. they range anywhere from six, seven, eight hundred uh, dollars and up. Uh, and, uh, you know, Sightmark had some units over time that, you know, last couple of years got discontinued. So uh, it's we're not just ignoring that, but the popularity of 
night vision handhelds has gone way, way down as thermal has gotten, you know, better and less expensive. So really, we don't have any night vision monoculars on the market today that we would recommend. Also, last bit of housekeeping before I get on this big list. (laughs) This is why Hans puts in all the links for the people who don't want to hear all the nitty gritty details. But this is important. This is our list of monoculars. These are monoculars that, um, you know, we currently like. We've reviewed most, if not all, of these on the show. We like these monoculars. I'm sure there's some other monoculars, uh, maybe even from some of these manufacturers here uh, that we deal with that we haven't mentioned. Uh, Just because we haven't mentioned a monocular doesn't mean we hate it or it's a bad brand or whatever. And we may have forgotten something, too. So there's a lot of monoculars. We're just trying to kind of go over this list. Also, this is what's on the market that we approve of as of now. There right. we know we talked about them a couple of weeks ago. AGM has got a bunch of new monoculars coming. They're not here. We haven't tested them, so we're not putting those on here yet. This is what we've you right. know got around for now. All right, to the nitty gritty. This is the time for you to put your quick link in right here. All right, I'm folks, marking it down, writing it, marking it down, marking it down, mark it. Hog and coyote monoculars. Uh, the Pulsar Axion Key XM twenty two. Uh, that unit is being discontinued. It's gone. That's a two power unit, $1,200. I know, but it's been the so popular. The first one we talk about yeah, is like, sorry, you well, can't yeah, get that. It, it's, it's gone. We're not getting any more of them, but I want people to know because they do call and ask about them. Yeah. Uh, next yeah. is the Axion Key XM30. It's a two and a half power. It's $1,499. Again, that's by Pulsar. And that unit uh, will likely not be around much longer either. Probably through part of the fall, though, so we are going to mention that. Again, Axion Key XM30, 2.5 power, uh, $1,500. i am going to round some of these numbers. We'll come back and talk about some of these units in more detail. Uh, AGM Taipan TM19, that's a 1.9 power, and it's $1,600. Again, we're rounding. AGM Taipan TM25 at two and a half power. That is uh, $1,900. Then we've got the Helion 2 XQ38. That is a three power base mag. That is from Pulsar. That is $2,999. Next, we've got the Pulsar Trionics two and a half power. This unit is very strange. It's not a monocular. It's a binocular, but it hit our list because, uh, you know, uh, binoculars and monoculars will both work. Uh, this is, we've reviewed this on this show. Hans has got a review out of it. Again, it's the Trionyx, T-R-I-O-N-Y-X by Pulsar. Uh, it is a three-in-one fusion device. So you've got night vision, built-in digital night vision, you've got thermal, and then there's a thermal overlay where it fuses those two together. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, go check out the review on the Late Night Vision show and or on the Hans, H-A-N-S-E-T-X, Hans East Texas YouTube channel, and uh, you can check that out there. That unit is two and a half power on the what is it? Is it two and a half on the thermal or two and a half? Yeah, it's on the two night? and a half. Yeah, it's, on it's the, two and a half on thermal on and three thermal. and a half on night vision. Right. Yeah. So twenty nine ninety nine on that unit. Really cool. Least expensive binoculars on the market. Check that out. Uh, mm-hmm. We got the AGM Asp 
TM35640. It's a 1.4 power base mag, and it is $3,245. We've got Helion 2 from Pulsar. I keep saying I need to put Pulsar down here. Pulsar Helion 2 XP50, uh, 2.5 power. Now, I want to talk about this real quick because there's confusion here. Helion 2 XP50 was introduced last year. Uh, that was the model all the way up until this summer when the Helion 2 XP50 Pro came out. And so they kept the Helion 2 XP50 in the lineup. They dropped the price from $39.99 down to $36.99. Those two units are extremely similar. This Pro model... Uh, they're both two and a half power base mag. The Pro model has a little bit better image quality. Um, it, it you know it is a little better. Everything else about the units are the same. A lot of guys are saying, hey, you know what? I can save three hundred bucks, and you know that's nearly ten percent, and uh, you know it's almost as good. I'm gonna save the money. Uh, there is also. Uh, you know, I don't know how long it's going to last. This is October. There is a sale that is running on these Helion 2 XP50s, uh, these older models. So that might be something that you could get on, get in on. You could give us a call and see if that's still going on. Uh, but again, that's your two Helion models from Pulsar. Next, we've got the Infrared MH25. It is also 640. It is a one power base mag and it's $4,500. I know you're saying, wait a minute, you said they were going to be two power and up. Well, this 640 is going to be a little bit of the exception to the rule because the image quality is so good. Then we've got the Pulsar Accolade 2 Laser Rangefinder XP50 Pro. Now that is a name. That is a huge name. <laughs> Pulsar Accolade 2 LRF XP50 Pro. Two and a half power. Those are binoculars as well. And they have a laser range finder. Mm -hmm. uh, that is a high-end thermal mm -hmm. unit. Again, binoculars, yeah. they're, they're great. And they are $5,895, $5,900. Then last on this list, which is a big, huge list, I know, it is the Envision Knox 35 Two and a half power base mag for $67.95. But I want to be clear, this is actually a three-in-one unit. It could be helmet mounted. It absolutely mm -hmm. can be rifle mounted, and it can right. be handheld. In my opinion, it's really a rifle scope. Okay, that ought to be the first function of this two yep. and a half power unit. But um, it does function as a handheld now and i know we could take this same thing and say yeah but what about a you know agm rattler or a bearing optics hogster can't you use them as a handheld and it's our scope you can but this thing mm -hmm. has been specifically marketed by envision as a you know monocular and scope combo so we're yep. going to throw it on that list so that's a lot well, of stuff it's it's not just a lot of stuff, but a huge price range difference. Because you look at the Axion Key XM22, which I know is about to be discontinued, right. but twelve hundred dollars all the way up to the Knox 35, which is almost sixty eight hundred dollars. And and people are like, oh my gosh, you know, where do we begin? Where do I begin? You know, the the resolution, uh, where these resolutions start out. You know, the the lowest resolution on this list is three twenty. 
the highest is 640, and you've got you know 320s in there, 384 resolutions in there, obviously 640 resolutions. There's a lot to choose from. I do want to highlight some some ones that we probably haven't talked a lot about that deserve some some mentions here, and that's one of them is the AGM ASP uh, TM35 640, which is a 640 mm-hmm. monocular, uh, and it's 32, 32.45. $3,245, which is a, a good deal. And the Helions, like you talked about, uh, with some, you know, the discounts on the, on the older Helion, uh, XP 50, which right. is still a fantastic monocular and you can get a, a really good deal on that. So you're talking about 640 quality for, uh, in the price of the low, um, three thousands right now. So that's, yeah. that's a big deal. You know, people ask all the time and I know they ask you this, Jason, what's more important having a great, you know, a 640 resolution monocular or, you know, just having a 640 scope and, and no monocular or, or, you know, a less expensive monocular, uh, on the market. So it's always a tough, that's a, that's a tough answer to give because I think it, it, it varies a lot, but I tell you what, your, your monocular is going to be on turned on about 90% mm, of the time right. and your scope's going to be turned on about 10% of the time. So I can tell you what I want to look at 90% of the time. And that's something with the best picture image that I could possibly afford. That's and if right. that's 384, so be it, but I'm going to try to find sure. uh, a monocular. That's the best quality that I can in my price range, but that your scope or your monocular is going to be turned on. If you have the pleasure of having two thermals, a monocular and a scope, it's going to be turned on way more than that scope ever will be. Hundred percent, and you know one thing that I know a lot of people will say, and I understand it. I mean, you know, it's 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 it comes from the um, desire to save money, and I completely mm. understand that. Hans and I never want anybody to you know buy something that's more expensive than they really want, and you know wish they hadn't. You know, just we don't want that. Mm. You need to. And now there's yeah. there's so many. We're options. like ta- we're like talking them out of it. You know, know, like here's the and, reasons. <laughs> and and we're gonna talk about some stuff in here that's cheaper than this in a minute. So okay, so there oh, yeah. there there's something out there for everybody. But sometimes I mean, and I hear it a lot. Hey, all I want the monocular for is to spot that there's something hot out there. I don't have to mm. identify it. I'll go to my scope for that. And you know what? Yeah, that yeah. works. If you're on a tight yeah. enough budget, it works. But in my opinion, if, if you're going to get into this and you're going to buy a thermal handheld, if there's any way you can squeeze up to something, even like this AGM Taipan TM19 at, right. you know, $1,595, that unit is a darn good image quality for $1,600. Yeah. I mean, you can ID yep. well on that, you know, out yeah. to a couple hundred yards. So that's not like, uh, you know... Uh, well, I can see something out there. I don't know if it's a cow or a horse at, you know, yeah. 100 yards. No, this isn't that unit. This is a really yeah. good unit. And so if you can get to something like that, then I think it's it's definitely worth it. But uh, and, and we can get into a little bit more here uh, as we talk about these other units. But I'll just go ahead and say that with this big, long list, and like Hans said, and we're going from 1200 to, to almost 7000 here's the thing. If you're in the $7,000 price range, it doesn't matter. None of this stuff in this twelve, thirteen, four, two thousand that that's not even on your radar. And if you're, mm-hmm. you know, down here in this fifteen, eighteen hundred dollar price range, the stuff that's the four and, and six and seven thousand, that's not on your radar. So, yeah. budget, 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 budget. If you give us a budget and then tell us how you're hunting, where you're hunting, how far you're looking, we'll find that we'll number this list down short. I mean, we'll get you yeah. down to, 
uh, two, three, four at most, maybe way less than that monocular. So anyway, we're fixing to make this only more confusing because Hans is fixing to, uh, to list some, you know, yeah. some more units uh, for what we would say probably work better for hog hunters, not something you're probably going to want to use if you're the average coyote hunter that's, you know, looking out there at three, four, five hundred 500 yards a lot of times. Right, exactly. So the list that we just ran through were, were monoculars that could be used for either hog or coyote hunters or both, uh, which a lot of people do. So this next list is, these are going to be ones that are, I mean, primarily going to be for hog hunters. If you're using it for coyote hunting, um, then, you know, you're probably making the most out of a little <laughs> when it comes to skin. This, like Jason said, this is primarily based on magnification. So uh, the hog only monoculars that we're talking about are, are a hog majority uh, monoculars. The first one, uh, we're going to start in order of price. Uh, it's going to be the AGM ASP Micro TM160. It's a one power. And the price on that is $399. I tell you what, People uh, sometimes call up and they think that this is the diamond in the rough that nobody's heard about. And <laughs> right. it's going to be this magical binocular that is going to allow them to do all this stuff. And it's only going to cost 400 bucks, a decent monocular. Um, but there are some limitations and we'll talk a little bit about that here in a little bit. Yep. Also, you got the, uh, the AGM Taipan TM10 uh, 256. So it's a 256 resolution. Uh, it's a one power base magnification. The price on that's seven hundred and ninety nine dollars. Uh, and I should have mentioned the the ASP Micro TM one sixty. That's a one sixty resolution. Um, then you've got the AGM Taipan TM fifteen at one and a half power base magnification. The price on that is uh, just under thirteen hundred dollars. Uh, then you got the Infrared ML nineteen, which is a one power uh, a helmet mountable or just a you know. Uh, a monocular you can hold in your hand, but also helmet mountable thermal monocular. That's a one power base magnification, 384 resolution unit. Price on that's $2,999, just under $3,000. And then rounding it, rounding it out, we've got another helmet mountable high-end monocular. That's from Envision, the Knox 18. Uh, that's also a one power base magnification. Price on that's $6,195. You may be wondering, how are these expensive, you know, the Envision uh, Knox 18 at, at, you know, a little over 6,000 or the infrared ML 19 at, uh, you know, $3,000. How are these, uh, so expensive, but they are one power base units. Well, these were designed for helmets. Mostly keep that in mind. They were designed for helmets. When you're walking around with one of these and you've got it strapped to the helmet, the last thing you want is magnification because you will bust your face and trip over the closest yeah. route that you can find out there. So a uh, wider field of view makes it easier for maneuver and walking around. But both of these, uh, you know, the, the Knox 18 um, and also the, uh, the ML 25 uh, look really good when they're magnified. So when you raise up the magnification, they look really good as well. So, uh, but that's the reason why the one X on that. Yep. Just a confusion. You said, ML twenty five. You're talking about the nineteen or the MH twenty five? Nineteen. Okay. But I am thinking about. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. about the MH twenty five. All right. Like, just just being sure. Yeah, the MH twenty five is the the ML 19's brother. Okay. I mean they're same it's, same company, same unit. One six forty. The ML 19's is three eighty four resolution, and the uh, MH twenty five is six forty. Yeah. So just want to be sure. I've got both on the brain. That's I'm, okay. I'm thinking back and so, forth. And also, yeah, I M- want to mention this Knox eighteen. Uh, like the Knox 35, it's also weapons mountable. Mm-hmm. However, being that it's just one power, 
it's not something that a lot of guys are actually really going to shoot with unless you're just in a bind. I mean, it might be a, a you know, shooting coons off a feeder kind of deal or, you know, just really right. close range stuff. It's not something you're going to be out, you know, hog and coyote hunting generally with on a one pound, yeah. but it is weapons mountable. So the ASP Micro that mentioned previously, um, the the 160 resolution, one power monocular, you know, when people ask about it, and again, you know, they're hoping that this is going to be the the answer to their prayers and, and it's only 400 bucks. This scope or the scope, this monocular is a step in the right direction as far as prices getting better. Um, I think with, with choices and options getting more plentiful. Uh, but this, this one is a monocular that we suggest to people that are, you know, if you're have a feeder and you're hog hunting and that feeders 50, 60 yards away or, or less, definitely less than a hundred yards. It is a hundred yard and under monocular, um, you know, anything, anything further than that, uh, it, you know, it's, it's not going to be great for IDN, but if you, if you have one use for it and that's, you know, you've got a hog, uh, you know, a, a hog bait pile set up or a feeder at, you know, 60, 50, 60, 70 yards. And all you need to do is see if something comes to it. It's perfect. 400 bucks. It's all you need. Yeah. Uh, same with the, t- same with the, the TM 10 256 mm-hmm. as well. I mean, it's in the same category. Yeah. A little I think, bit better. Yeah. yeah I but, think the TM 10 is going to be a little bit better than that, but, but you're right. It's really going to be for those guys that are really trying to look, you know, 100, 125 yards. This TM 160, um, you know, we're not trying to sit here and harp on it and throw dirt on it. It works well. It we does. sell a lot of these units, yes. but we like to be clear on who it's good for. If you already own a thermal scope, this you, I would not buy it. I would just say yeah. that flat out. If you own a thermal scope of any sort, I wouldn't buy the TM160. The reason is you're used to looking at a better thermal image. And no matter what mm. you say, well, I just want to know there's something there you're probably not going to be happy. Those are the guys that, you know, feel like they made a mistake buying it. Um, The guys that really like it are the guys that either are using lights or they're using digital night vision. They don't have thermal. They haven't been exposed to really good thermal. And so, you know, any thermal is good. It's working. It, it serves its purpose. They're sitting there with, you know, again, a, a digital night vision scope. They don't want to be staring mm-hmm. through that thing all night. Like you said, yeah. on a feeder or whatever it is, uh, that's what this is good for. Or maybe it's, yeah, you know, guys sure. that are, you know, in the woods looking for a dead hog or something, you know, thick brush. You know, it's it's decent for that. So it is a cool unit. We sell a lot, but you know what it's good for. And so, yeah, yeah you, I agree with you. You're exactly right in the in the use for the TM160. I, I speak with guys all the time that one comes to mind where a, a guy said we've we've got a we sit at a at a, in a deer stand we hog hunt but we sit in a deer stand the deer you know the the feeders seventy yards away we we hunt with night vision we prefer night vision but we don't want to leave that uh, infrared light on and scope on all the time because they're afraid that the red light spooks the hogs, which as you all know, they can, they can do, they can't see the red glow. So they're like, we'd rather just turn that off and have that monocular for some, when something walks in, when it walks in, we can flip that right on, light on real quick and then, and shoot, take a shot within, you know, a, a few seconds, but it definitely has some good uses. And, and like Jason said, we've have sold a mess of them uh, oh, yeah. and, and people have been really happy with them. Uh, there have been some, just to be honest, that have, have uh, bought it 
with higher expectations than what we told him what what it was capable of, uh, kind of thinking that we were sandbagging a little bit too. So uh, keep that in mind as well. But it's also important just to you know talk about it with somebody that's used this stuff, that has experience with it out in the field, that you know can give you their best assessment. We get I, calls from. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I was just going to say this. I thought you were done. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I think that, and I know we're not picking favorites or anything on this list, but I think the sleeper on this list is the monocular that we haven't talked about at all, and that's the Taipan TM15. That is a fixed <laughs> focus monocular, yeah. and for a yeah. fixed focus, it's probably got the best image quality of any monocular mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, for a fixed focus, and for thirteen hundred yeah. bucks, I mean that yeah. that is a fantastic unit. Now, if we get into this. Uh, you know, if a guy calls and says, well, I'm thinking about that unit. And he says, is the TM 19 any better? You know, I mean, it's, uh, it's 300 yeah. bucks yeah. more. And I go, TM 19 is worth every single penny of $300 more over this mm-hmm. unit because it's focusable. It's got a better image quality. Yeah. And then guys go, Oh, so the TM 15 is not good. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's really good. And it's a good value. But I do think like, you know, again, you can nickel and dime yourself to death or, or $100, $300 yourself to death. I think the TM-19 is a great value, but this TM-15 for a guy who says, man, I am really trying to not get in the doghouse, but I want something good. I don't want this 160. I really want to get into a real 384 monocular. I mean, I, I think that is... That's the entry level right there. That the the spot that I would really start looking is that yeah. TM fifteen for for thirteen hundred bucks. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm a big fan from that list. I really like the uh, the infrared, uh, you know, helmet mountable monoculars. And I don't wear a helmet. Everybody that I yeah. think ta- I talk to knows that. But the quality on that one and the MH twenty five that we talked about in the last list, they're really good. Uh, really really good monoculars. Very small. You know, just to carry it around and, and put it in your pocket. I know you like to you like that one for uh, for for deer hunting when you're sitting. I do. These things I too. absolutely yeah. just put it on a lanyard, wear it around my neck. But mm-hmm. so yeah, tell us cool. what you've got here on your list for that you would say not so much hogs, better for the longer range for guys yeah. big wide open country, probably just hunting coyotes and 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 you know other varmints or predators. Yeah, so this is where we we can really get into some of the axions because, as we know, the axions, uh, some of them have some pretty high base magnifications, which is perfect for a lot of you coyote hunters. Uh, the guy that I talked to today that is in Wyoming, that he he can't see a tree anywhere for a few miles. Gosh, so it's crazy. <laughs> and he, it's crazy, but for them, you know, the biggest uh, obstacle with with thermal hunting is, is depth perception and, d- and distance. And it really doesn't matter how long you've been thermal hunting. Uh, if you're hunting on new property and there's not a lot of reference points to, you know, for, for distance, it's, it can be difficult. But, uh, so starting out the list, you got the Pulsar Axion XM 30 S at four and a half power. Uh, the price on that's just under $2,000. Uh, you got the Axion XQ 38 at three and a half power and that's 2499. Uh, you got the Axion XQ38 LRF for $27.99, which is, you know, the laser rangefinder uh, built into the monocular. People very excited uh, when that came out and have really been uh, flocking to that one for you coyote hunters. And then rounding it out, you got the Pulsar Helion 2 XQ50 
coming in at a whopping four and a half power base magnification for $3,299. Uh, those are some pretty high man, uh, base magnifications, but for you coyote hunters that are out there in those wide open spots, uh, I can imagine why something like that, you know, being able to increase and strength, you know, lengthen that ID range out there and detection range. Uh, and, and again, trying to limit the amount of time you have to turn on your rifle scope or, you know, turn it on to be able to, to, you know, positively ID an animal. It's, it's, uh, it is, those are some high magnifications. So, but, that, but anyway, you that, wouldn't want to ride around in a truck no. with holding something like that. I can tell you that. No, but, but, but here's the thing. They are high mag magnification, three and a half, four and a half power. But if you're looking out there like the guy you're talking about that can't see a tree for, you know, a mile or two, and mm-hmm. you're calling coyotes, and, you know, if you're on any kind of elevation, anywhere that you don't have to, like, worry about those coyotes popping up in front of you, which we all know they can still do, but yeah. you're looking for them, you're, you know, that guy's looking for coyotes, not popping out of the woods like us over here at 75 yards. <laughs> Or, you know, coming along this little brushed up fence row over here at 40 yards, he's looking out there at a half a mile. I mean, or or at the least a quarter mile, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. where are they out there coming out of the grass? And so you want that magnification then he's not having to worry about field of view at 40 yards or, Hey, there's a coyote on top of me. It, you know, popped his head up at 35 yards. I mean, it's possible, but that's so unlikely for, for those long range coyote hunters. And I definitely think that these units uh, on this list are definitely going to be good for that. Sometimes I get jealous of these coyote hunters that hunt out there in those wide open spots. You know, they got so much time to prepare before a coyote gets to them and they can see them forever. You know, like, okay, there's a coyote 400 yards away and, you know, they can kind of get prepared, get all their gear ready to go, get their scope turned on, set up, start videoing. Us down here in the woods, you're coyote hunting. I mean, I'm sitting there <laughs> leaning up against my the my mule, my, my side-by-side. I've got my, you know, collar going taking a sip of Dr. Pepper and scan to the right. And there's a coyote at 30 yards staring at me. I'm like, where the heck did you come from? You know, out of nowhere, you know, I, I, a little bit jealous in that regard where people have like, you know, a minute or two to prep for a coyote coming in. I, I don't know if I could, I don't get too many of those, but it, it is more exciting when they pop out of nowhere and you know, you get a chance to, to shoot one really close because some of these guys are like, well, we don't, we don't get a chance to take a shot, you know, under, 150 200 yards and i'm like man i don't remember the last time i took a 200 yard shot on a pig or a coyote so that is i we are kind of lucky in that regard though as well but the you know this list of of monoculars we jason and i really we struggled with this list more than i think we did the hog hunting uh, rifle scopes or the coyote hunting rifle scopes because you know there you may see a monocular on this list that you say, Hans, I talked to you the other day and you recommended this one and I'm, I'm coyote hunting, but you got it in the hog hunting section right. or you got it, you know, th- th- there's a lot of, of, uh, circumstances that, you know, can make your situation a lot more unique than just trying to generalize these into, into common list. And, uh, you, you know, with what you're doing with, what you're coyote hunting and, and also a big part of that, not just how far you're shooting and what you're hunting, but is your budget. Uh, sure. And that will really dictate 
you know, the type of, uh, you know, monocular, which one of these monoculars, because at the end of the day, um, for people to be able to have an enjoyable experience, thermal hunting or even night vision hunting, uh, it, it's about getting the best op- optic that you can with the amount of money and the budget that you have. And so we're always going to try to suggest the best one. And this is our list of, of our hog uh, and coyote, our favorite monoculars or, or the list of the total monoculars and also some that could be used for both. You know, I'll, I'll pose this question to you too, because, um, you know, we've got a, a monocular on here with the laser range finder, but you know, a lot of people say, Hey, is it more important to have a laser range finder on a monocular like the XQ 38 LRF, or is it more important to have the laser range finder on the scope? Because you got, you got more options with scopes as far as with laser range finder than you do with monoculars. Uh, but that's also a good question too. Uh, you know, that's uh, when people pose that, you know, should the laser range finder be on the monocular or it should be on the scope? You know um, what I'm going to say? What am I going to say? You know, I'm going to say what's well, your budget. Well, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you you want to spend 2800 you can get it yeah. on a on a handheld. Or yeah. as of right now, I know, like I said, I don't know, you know, AGM's got some stuff coming later, but right now on the market, 4300 bucks is your least expensive yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, scope with a mm-hmm. laser range finder. So huge price difference there, huge right. price difference. So, yeah, you know, uh, I think that, you know, just this list, I know we went over a bunch of names, magnifications, prices, and I know there's guys listening to this going, guys, I am more confused now than when I turned on this show. What, what in the world? What I would say to you is you've got a list of names and You've got a list of prices. You know, if you want to go do some research, we have reviewed, again, most all of these units on Mm -hmm. here. But you need to talk to somebody. We hope that, you you know, you call us at Outdoor Legacy. Uh, But if you don't, that's fine. But you need to find a dealer that has used every single one of these in the field and can tell you why he would or wouldn't recommend one of these, because if you just, if I just handed you this piece of paper with all these and said, Hey, we've done all the videos, we've done the reviews, just go sort it all out on your own. And you literally don't know where to start. I mean, and you really, and you're, you know, like, man, I don't mind watching a 45 minute review one time. I'm not going to watch, you know, 18 of them. So Mm -hmm. if you didn't know where to start, you would have a very hard time. And uh, again, I am not at all saying that Hans and I are the only guys that can help you. What I am saying is don't just talk to a guy who has looked through the one he's trying to sell you. You want somebody that says, okay, tell me what your situation is. Tell me how you're using it. Tell me the terrain. Tell me the yardage. Tell me, hey, here's the other deal. Hans and I are always going to, what scope are you using? I want something that pairs well with your Mm -hmm. scope. And I've got a criteria of that. Too much to get into on this show. But you really need to talk this out because what you don't want is to make a mistake, have the buyer's remorse and go, man, I should have bought something better or man, I bought way too much magnification or not enough. The handheld should be the unit that the piece of equipment that you've got that when you're 15 minutes down the road on the way to a hunt and you don't have it with you, you turn the truck around. You say, I think this is it. Yeah. <laughs> That's something I think we brought up a couple of years ago on this show, as far as I think we did a monocular show. And that was one thing I remember being said is, you know, it is a tool that you, when you get down the road, if you forget it, you're going to turn around and go back and get it. And that's, I'm the same way. If I forget it, it 
I I will go back. I'll drive back to the house and get it because uh, I'm not going to be messing around with swinging the rifle around all night. But yeah, uh, if you are, I want to uh, reiterate, if you're interested in, in any one of these, uh, if you just want to talk to me or Jason uh, and kind of sort through all this, give us a call, 877-350-1818. You can find, again, all of this on the latenightvisionshow.com. It, it is important for us uh, to be able to uh, make sure that you have the options in front of you. And like Jason said, making sure that you're talking to somebody that, that has used this optic out in the field. And we have, man, we've used all this stuff. And uh, my wife wants to know, well, you know, if I'm going to be home tonight and I'll say, no, I've got to go test optics for Jason. Uh, I'm not going to be home tonight until late. So, uh, but that's okay. Cause she's just watching like the bachelor or something like that. <laughs> I don't mind missing out on anyway. Exactly. So it's all good. Yeah. We, we know you've got it. You've got it recorded. You're going in there now, folks, we, yeah. we do, we hope this helped. Uh, listen, you know where to get a hold of us. If you're interested in this, uh, 877-350-1818. You can go to the website. You can view these units there. Um, if you're looking for something, it shows out of stock, give us a call, drop us an email. I mean, this stuff is coming and going. We are in fall. We are heating up to the busy season. I mean, it is getting serious out there. Uh, coyote seasonings are open up. Uh, you know, it's, it's cooling down. Guys are getting ready to go hunting. They're going hunting. And, uh, so everybody has got hog and coyote hunting, predator hunting on the brain. So if you're looking yep. for something, uh, let us know. We'd love to help you. Uh, so again, right. you're already at the late night vision show. You found us, but like Han said, you can go to the late night vision show.com, find all the past episodes. Uh, if you're on YouTube, please uh, subscribe, you know, just click the little subscribe button. That way you'll get notified when we have new episodes, uh, that way you won't miss them. And if you're wanting to go find more of Hans's reviews and see what he's done on most of these units, there's going to be a few on here he hadn't done. I know some he's still working on. Uh, you can go over to YouTube, Hans ETX, H-A-N-S-E-T-X. Uh, you can also find him on Instagram at that same name, Hans ETX. Outdoor Legacy, I've already told you, OutdoorLegacyGear.com. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, mm -hmm. all those places. So you can check us out there as well. And we do appreciate you watching the show. Yeah, thank you. And and uh, you're right. I just did the Trionics review. Uh, was my last video up on the Hans ETX YouTube channel. So you can go check that out. Y'all, we appreciate it. We know that, uh, I was going to say, you have a lot of choices for shows to listen to. <laughs> um, there are a lot of hunting shows. We like to think that we are the only one that do exactly what we do. The latest and greatest in night vision, uh, thermal hunting, hog and coyote hunting. You can find it here. All the breaking news on scopes. Uh, you know, we are ramping up uh, to end this year and to be, to begin 2020 by, by doing some more interviews. Uh, so we're going to be uh, hopefully getting some more of those set up for you, bringing some people in the industry uh, with some interesting information to share. But, you know, if you are finding this show on YouTube, on iTunes, Google Play, hopefully you come to us because you do, you do get the breaking news on all the new scope releases, all the reviews, and we do appreciate it. So if you are, are on YouTube, uh, please subscribe. Don't, you know, make sure you don't miss this episode. You can find all the past episodes on the late night vision show.com. And, and also if you're on iTunes, please give us a good review over there as well. We do appreciate it. We will see y'all back here for episode 180 of the late night vision show. Y'all stay safe in the fields and keep making them bacon pancakes. <laughs>